Hello, and welcome to Everything Remade, a podcast that I hope is about growth as much as it is about music. I'm Edie Quinn, and I'd like you to hear something. You're hearing A Meaningful Life by Letterbombs, featuring my pal Chris Livingstone on guitar and vocals. The song comes from one of their many splits, which you can find online. sure how old I was I'm probably well I could walk obviously and I was probably a bit older than that because I could like get out of bed properly and stuff but it was my my um, grandparents from my mother's side they used to live opposite our house because it was at the end of kind of a driveway and um I'd I'd always walk over and spend the night there and it was she couldn't look lock the door during winter or about any any point of the year really because she was scared that I'd stay out like I'd be locked outside and um I had like these red red wellies that I'd put on and I've all, I'd, and I'd always put those on and run, run over to theirs and I'd sleep between my grandmother and my grandfather. So yeah, that's probably the one that usually like pops up first. So mm-hmm. just like you just go over there at any time, like in the middle of yep, the night, during the middle of the night. Yeah. I'd go and sleep there. <laughs> yeah. That's, that was, that was a bit of an issue at some point, but, but yeah. That yeah. was, but they then moved out. I can't remember what year it was. I was already a bit old. It was probably like four or five. They moved to like central Finland. But, but yeah, during that period, there was a bit of an issue that I'd usually go and sleep there. And, and um, my mum would always come pick me up from there then and take me back home. And yeah. Well, I bet the first time that happened, that was a nightmare. Yeah, that, that was probably quite scary. <laughs> that was probably quite scary. Yeah. 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 I mean, I don't know. You know, it's, um, it's, it's like, there's uh there, there's sort of a small forest behind my house and yeah. um and the way that the land is sectioned off like for our property yeah. like we we own like a lot of the we own oh, really? from our street like all the way back to this other street and there's um there's like a ravine that goes down and it goes down into this where if there's a lot of water, there'll be a small Creek there. It's really, it sounds like, I mean, I guess it is kind of majestical, you know, but it sounds like way majestical. Right. But it's, yeah, it's, it sounds great. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's really cool. And the thing is like, so my um, kids like to go down there and, and explore, they find, you know, animal bones and weird stuff, you know, oh, really? Cool. I mean, we're all like this whole, family is vegan but you know they're just as yeah. fascinated by that kind of thing as any other you know yeah um, definitely, definitely eight and eight and 12 year old are you know right so um yeah, yeah, yeah. uh our house is up like because because like i said it goes back into this ravine so our house is like kind of up on this on this thing it creates this sort of amphitheater ish yeah. like all i gotta do is open a window and just yell like hey dinner you know what i mean or whatever yeah. and they oh, hear you know but uh the first time when they don't hear you know it's like it mm. sends off that like oh shit like what happened yeah you know? there's, there's probably that like moment and pause when you're like 
where are they then if they're not here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, what's going what's going on down in in that uh, little like <laughs> creek area where like yeah, yeah, you know, where you can't see them because it's literally it's you know it's just a a forest there and uh, yeah, I don't know. It's it's I, I can't imagine like just. I don't know. You know, you go to wake, you know, wake the kid up for the day, and it's just like yeah. they're gone. But hopefully, your you know grandparents just like uh, checked in immediately, and we're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They were, they, sure. they did definitely. Yeah. And I can, I can easily relate to that whole like forest thing as well, because when, because uh, I lived abroad with my with my family, my mum and dad, and my three brothers. We lived in England from the mid nineties to the end of like, was it like August 99 or something? But we moved back to Finland then, and we moved to this house, which was pretty much surrounded by like forest. And it was like 15 kilometers. I'm not sure how much that's in miles. It's like 10 miles or something mm-hmm. from the town. And it was really, and it was just, it was brilliant. You could go and just like go and run. God knows how far in the forest. And it would always be that you could start like hearing these shout, like someone shouting that, come and eat and like, where are you? Where are you? Can't hear where you're at. So yeah, mm-hmm. that sounds really, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's uh, I don't know. It's um, you said you have kids, right? Yeah. I've got, yeah. I've got, my, I've got like two stepsons from my wife's previous relationship. And then we've got one biological kid, but yeah, three. Uh-huh. So yeah. It, yeah. Every so other week. It's really busy. You definitely like, I have gotten at some point, like those, uh, anxieties that you created for your parents like thrown back oh, at, you yeah. at some point yeah. you know where you're like oh like what's happening but um yeah definitely yeah, definitely it's um it's it's interesting stuff it's fun stuff um so like with uh your kids and stuff obviously like yeah. music is is present um in yeah. in the house you know and everything but um, what was your childhood like as far as like your your folks went? Did your parents listen to a lot of music around the house? If so, like yeah, yeah, time? yeah, yeah. My my well, my dad's really big. Um, still, he like he's the one who pretty much inspired me to like play guitar and bass and everything because we had all those at home. Mm-hmm. And um, and from my mum's side, like there's been people who like. My mum's dad, he, he was a musician and he would like play around Finland, like it was like dance music, but still. But I'm like, yeah, growing up, it was, it was, well, my dad's from Middlesbrough, which is Northern England, and my mum's Finnish, but they met here in Finland. And um, so the music that my dad listened to, it was like The Cure and it was all kinds of, and a lot of like prog rock and it was like Rush and Yes and. Okay. Which, which is like back in the nineties, I'd say probably in Finland especially, it, it wasn't that like typical. That was it was a bit weird, probably. Yeah. But yeah, I, I remember Led Zeppelin and stuff, and then I can't really remember what my mum listened to, but because I always thought it was my dad, but like my mum was into like Steely Dan and and um, yeah, she had like Journey, listen to Journey, and um, but yeah, but it was it was very vibrant, yeah. Yeah, it's you know when you're talking about like prog rock, like bands like Yes and you know in, yeah. in Genesis and stuff, and you're like, I don't think that's yeah, typical. Yeah. Like I think, I think the fact that specifically both those bands did not achieve success until they broke into more pop related songs, like, is indicative of how 
uh, true that statement is because it's like, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, the, the, they were probably considered like one of these weird bands, and then just like so many people did not even know they existed until their pop mm-hmm. songs. And I think it would be, it would have been really fun to be a fly on the wall when you like uh, find somebody who like checks out like a Genesis album because of I, I can't dance or whatever. And then yeah, yeah. goes back and buys like nursery crimes, you know, yeah, <laughs> it's like, definitely, yeah. like, like, what the fuck what? is this? You know? Yeah. And like, definitely. Cause I'm, especially cause I, I just, I can't really, remember, I couldn't really remember the songs and stuff, but I remember when I was like a teenager and I was finding like prog rock like big time. And I was like, I always went to my dad and I was like, Oh, I found something fancy. I found something brilliant. It was like, I can't remember. I found like camel or something. Uh-huh. And he was like, oh, yeah, this band. I've, I've got, like, these records. You want to listen to them? I was like, oh, well, yeah, obviously. Mm-hmm. And then I'd always try and come back with, I've, I've like, Rush. And he was like, when, like, well, I saw them on the Hemispheres tour back in England. And it was like, okay, well, what's what's this band that he hasn't, like, heard of or seen and stuff? But it was really, it was, it was like, it was it was amazing that you could just go to your dad and say that, hey, what, what sounds like this? And he'd come back with, like, a bunch of CDs and go, listen to these. Cause he used to have like all that vinyl and stuff. But when he moved, moved here, he just left them. I think at some of his, like one of his friend's houses or something. Yeah. And he, he got them from there, but you know. Yeah. But, yeah I, cool. I mean, like, I don't even like j- just, I moved like 20 minutes away and it yeah. was like, I didn't get rid of any of my records or my comics mm. or anything, but there was so much stuff that we were just like, we're not taking this. So I can't, I literally can't imagine like actually yeah. like a, a move like that. Yeah. You'd have to just like, what do I, if it doesn't like go on my body or like, you know, yeah. like have extreme like sentimental value, value yeah. or whatever. Yeah. It's just not coming, but um, yeah, that's really awesome. And you said yeah, that there were instruments around the house. So your dad also yes. like played music? Yeah, my dad my dad actually is the guy who records all the guitars for the letter bombs. Oh like, yeah. Tracks. I remember you saying that now. Yeah, like that's, that's yeah, that was kind of our thing that because uh, he he always said that he'd love for us to have some sort of like project or help me out like with bands and stuff. And I said that, well, we've got this, would you help? And he's been like, Yeah, and he's He's recorded for all the tracks. He's recorded the guitars, and we've always tried new things and stuff. But, but yeah, back to my childhood, it was like, um, yeah, my dad, he plays guitar, he plays piano, bass, he sings and plays drums, and and like growing up, there would be like instruments everywhere, and my my dad would have like nice guitars, and he'd been a bit, he'd be a bit like, you can you can try it, but please not like you know how you like I don't know how old I would have been, but. But, you know, it would have been that, that first time when you try and play it and you might bang it about a bit. Yeah. But, yeah, but he definitely, like, the guitar... Well, I've got a guitar now, which he bought in England. I think that's an 86 Stratocaster, and that's the guitar I learned to play guitar on. Mm-hmm. And, and like, it has huge value to me that, well, it's firstly from my dad. Mm-hmm. And that's the guitar that I used to... I learned guitar on. I, I actually learned guitar quite late. I was, like, 17, I used to play bass before that because I found that when you're like eight, a guitar seemed quite hard, especially that you didn't have like a suitable sized one. Mm-hmm. I just got really into playing bass. And especially when I was, I was about 10, I found like Iron Maiden, like Steve Harris was the big, 
big thing and obviously i just kind of gravitated towards bass then mm-hmm. and um but yeah especially when we moved back to finland at the end of the 90s and we had like a proper house with a lot of space it was like my dad had a drum kit we could go downstairs and play whatever on the drums and and especially when i was a bit older and i like understood that like guitars and basses and stuff they're not they're not cheap and it's and it actually you need to practice a lot and you need to like treat them uh, with respect and stuff that you just can't like throw them about and and yeah i started doing that a lot and we had like just played in the garage and it was great we started one of my first bands we started playing in our garage and my dad would come to our rehearsals and come and say that hey it sounds good or can you please play something else because we've been playing that song for like two hours <laughs> yeah and that was pretty much the case with my first band when I, was, I think i was like 13 and we were we were practicing judas priests breaking the law and we've been playing that for probably like three hours and we'd play that every rehearsal because that was pretty much the only thing that we could play as a band yeah and he'd walk down and he'd come like please learn something else you've ruined this is breaking like, law for me yes <laughs> yeah but, yeah um, yeah, it's it's wild. Um, like in my house, we have it's like there's like so many, you know, um, there's so many points of like uh, sameness with the situations mm-hmm. you described. Like, you know, one of my kids is like definitely wants to try everything, right? And so it's like yeah. there's there's like a guitar that I have that's yeah. like um, it's not off limits. Like none of my stuff is yeah. is off limits, right? But mm-hmm. There's a guitar that my partner bought me and I've had it for, yeah. you know, 20 years. And so it's yeah. very sentimental t- to me. And, oh, yeah. uh, and it's just like, okay, any of the other ones, like, it's like, I almost don't care. Like, d- yeah, 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 take them, like, you know, j- just have at it. But this one, like, you want to mess with this one, sit down. I'm going to put it on you. You're going to stay there. Yeah, definitely. And you're going to, That, that you know. rings a big bell, yeah. yeah. My dad had, like, the special Les Paul mm-hmm. that my mum got him. Can't remember what present it was, but pretty much he spent all the money they had on that guitar. <laughs> and um, But, yeah, and that was the one that you always kind of gravitated to, and you're like, oh, what's this? And he's like, oh, it's really heavy, and it's hey, really special. Yeah. You don't break it. <laughs> yeah. And, um, but, yeah. Which but, is... yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's which is like it's funny because like Les Pauls are both like it's there's two things about them like they are mm. indestructible but also fragile like the necks yeah, will yeah. break like nothing but the body okay. is like indestructible you know it's yeah, just it is, a huge it is really sturdy I've, I've actually I've never been like a huge Les Paul fan for some reason yeah, I don't know was it that when I was younger when I tried them out and they were like super heavy uh huh. Um, but yeah, but that sounds very similar to what I've got now going at home that our kids want to try. Like our youngest, he has this tiny little kid's acoustic. Mm-hmm. And he just, every morning, then when he wakes up, he just fiddles about and then he just crawls towards it and starts like, you know, strumming it and actually like listening to it. And he's really happy about doing that. And then the middle, middle one is getting really into piano and stuff. So mm-hmm. it's really cool. I'm yeah. really happy that I can kind of share that, what I had when I was younger with my kids as well. So it's brilliant. For sure. Like I have my, like, um, I have three children, but only two of them live yeah. here now. Cause, uh, cause like I'm old and one of them already like <laughs> moved out. Like my oldest, she already moved out. But anyway, like, okay. so, um, like, you know, my 12 year old, like he will, he, he will pass around, but he, yeah. he has this personality. Like he, 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 he wants an order. 
for things. You know yeah. what I mean? So he's like, I don't know how to do it. Right. And I'm yeah. like, and I'm, you know, very much like you don't have to know how to do it to do it, you know, just Definitely, do yeah. what you enjoy. But he wants that order. He wants to know how to do it. He wants someone to show him things about it. And like, I'm happy to do yeah. that if they want to do that. But then yeah, my other, the eight year old, no yeah. fucking fucks. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, yeah, he, yeah. We, we, it was just last night, actually. Like, he, uh, you know, it, like my, uh, 12, you know, the 12 year old, he, he's like, how do you play drums that fast? And I was like, well, I mean, I'm, I'm like actually nowhere near like the fast, like there's people that play like way faster mm -hmm. than me and it's just bonkers, you know? Right. So yeah. like he says like, oh, I, I, I wish I could play drums, but I don't know how it's hard, you know? And I said, well, you, you know, you don't have to know, like you take the sticks and you, you hit them and, uh, when you uh, come to something that sounds good, you try to keep doing that. Like, you, you know, yeah. music is about patterns and it's about recreating those patterns or or changing those patterns to, to uh, like, to, you know, mix up people's expectations, you know, whatever it is. Like, it's yeah. just kind of like when you find something you like, then you, you know, you make a pattern out of it, then you switch it up, whatever, you know? Um, yeah, definitely. And the eight-year-old's just like, yeah, it, it doesn't matter. You just grab those sticks and you just blah, blah, blah. And he just goes downstairs yeah. and he just starts beating shit out of the drums. And I'm just like, that's fucking great, you know? But like, yeah, the, definitely. Definitely. there's, you know, like those two things at play. And it's, uh, it's, it's, it's very interesting because, you know, I feel like um, a lot of people probably have those two parts of their brain that are in um, opposition opposition to each other, like yeah. no matter what, you know what I mean? Because like you may fall on the same side as me, where you're like, I just want to experiment, I just want to do what I want to do. That's amazing. Like you don't have to know how to do it. But then at the mm. same time, that other part of your brain is like, I wish I was really good though. And how do you yeah. do that? You you yeah. get you get the knowledge, like blah blah blah. You know. So like, yeah. I don't know. That's um that that's that's interesting and especially like you know you're talking about like your dad was into to Prague a lot and stuff like that yeah. i imagine you know some of that like might have uh carried over into your approach to learning as well like how did you um yeah first start learning um well i've never taken any lessons in like playing guitar or bass or okay or anything. I I actually took violin lessons for a year because I thought it was cool when I was ten, mm -hmm. and it, and it, it really cool. wasn't. It, it's just it was it was it would have probably been really cool, but I thought it would have made more of an impact on my like social status at the time. Oh school. sure, yeah, yeah. But it was but it was really it was really difficult and it was really hard. And my violin teacher, well, she probably was really good, but it it just came off that it was a bit too much for me, mm -hmm. and and I. And like, even though I had like a different teacher at one point, she was really good. But then she went and like went and studied to be a music teacher. She was like, I don't know, she was probably like twenty or something. Mm -hmm. But yeah, she went to um, uni in a different like town, more up north than where I live. So mm -hmm. that was that. But I, I learned like guitar, bass, um, like drums, and like singing and stuff. That's all I've just like fiddled about, toyed about, and gone off that and like. Guitar was like I, we had like tabs and stuff because um, I, I was for a long time I was quite 
against um, music theory and stuff. Mm-hmm. That like nowadays it's, it it does fascinate me to a certain extent, but I st- I wouldn't say that I'd know a lot of music theory. I'm not I'm not sure about like I can tell what's major and what's minor, and like stuff like that but I'm, I'm not really that deep into the stuff i don't know half of the chords that i use and i usually well, i have a feeling that it's a seven some kind of seven chord because i really like kind of those jazzy sounding chords and stuff and like extended chords mm-hmm. but um yeah but it was when i started like playing bass it was you could get like tabs online and i just started fiddling about with the tabs and like listening to the songs and then especially with drums it was just um yeah it was it was just go and like make noises and it was i would try and play like the stuff i liked at the time and it was it was like iron maiden it was like heavy music and i got really when i was I, it was my trajectory in like kind of extreme music was when i was 10 i was really into iron maiden and after that it was just like stuff with blast beats and it was the most technical death metal ever and at the time and I was really into blast beats, but because it it's it isn't quite as easy as it comes off as when you listen to it, that it's just banging pretty much everything. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I, I just guitar especially it's just a lot of trial and error. Uh, same with bass, same with vocals, either clean or screaming, and you know it's just do your best and figure out what works for you. It's interesting because you know I uh, uh, it, not to get on a, uh, a, a a theory versus you know like um, versus not yeah. like approach uh, or or whatever however you want to put that like I just have learned that my brain is not like I don't I can't like some people are like well you need to learn theory so you can uh, so you can realize like how to you need to learn the rules so you can learn to break the rules or whatever, like this idea. Right. But it's like, I don't, my brain don't work that way. It just doesn't like, there's a, there's an aspect of every time when I'm learning to do something on my own, there's an aspect where, or a time where I will start, uh, seeking like information or like, um, uh, sort sort of like uh, I'll I'll start listening to the thoughts of uh, uh, people yeah. who know a lot more about it than me, yeah. right? And yeah. what happens to me personally is that I will so I so I'll I'll start a project and I'll mm. I'll do four songs or whatever, right? And I'm like, yeah. oh, this this was this was it. Like, Oh, I feel so great about these four songs. Like I went into this, I had no expectations. I created these four songs 
And then I sort of started analyzing like what it was about it that I liked. I yeah. start uh, criticizing what I what it is about it that I don't like. And yeah. the next thing I know, I'm not coming at it at this place of like pure joy anymore. I'm coming at it this yeah. place of this uh, this knowledge that I already have these expectations of what it should and should not be, and yeah. therefore it's becoming difficult for me to even create without those expectations. Oh, definitely. That yeah. I'm forcing can, on myself. I really like to that as well. Yeah. Yeah, and so I am like. I break my own like stance on this all the time by like seeking information about things, you know, regarding mm. that specific thing. But like, I'm really like, I need to not, I need to not know about this. I, I need to not like, I need to just stop worrying about it. Just like let the, let things come into my brain as they are without, um, mm. and that's not a, uh, that's not a stance of like, uh, that's not a position where I'm saying that I'm relying on like this concept of a muse because mm. I don't think that sitting around waiting for a song to come in your head is necessarily like that does um, happen, yeah. you know, it but does, I don't, yeah. I don't think that's the way that you, sh you know, if you want to write an album, I think you should just sit mm. down with your guitar and try to write an album because you have to put, you have to get the feet moving you know yeah definitely to, to, exactly. to get... it, does take, it does take a lot of work yeah yeah, yeah. Even I mean, some, some ideas come off more easily but like currently you know, I'm, I'm like struggling as well with like stuff that you're, you're your own worst like like you're looking at your own stuff that you've done you're starting to analyze it too much and figuring out that is this something i've done already or mm -hmm. is this like is this memorable enough or is this part good enough and you should just just go for it and yeah. you know yeah. Well, my, yeah. my theory on like, uh, and, and this is probably not a popular theory. I don't think it ever would be a popular theory because yeah. I think it sounds, I think it sounds lazy, but I think that, yeah. that the truth is like, I don't, I don't really care. Um, if it sounds <laughs> lazy, my theory about like sounds that repeat themselves and stuff is mm. like, you know, try not to do it. Okay. But like, mm. if you do, don't worry about it. Like my theory is my thought on the matter is it's not really a theory is that um like if you keep going back to something you're not done with it mm. you, and you need you still need to you need to get that out like you need to process that in some way yeah and uh if you keep going back to this like uh to this e like c progression or whatever i mean that's me yeah. right there like that's <laughs> the whole thing um if you keep going back to it it's you're not done with it you didn't get it all out i mean oh yeah like, definitely uh so i you know i just kind of am like don't worry about that part too much you know but uh yeah. yeah definitely you know we are like as people who uh write songs we're trying to create something that's memorable and and fresh you know yeah and, and uh and so yeah there's there's where all those like um things get all mixed up and and uh complicated but yeah my whole point is just like you know you don't you you can't like you you're not gonna go on a walk right and find yourself like halfway down the road like until you start walking you know so like, oh yeah yeah, yeah. 
it is nice as hell when you're just sitting around and you're just like boo doo ba ba and you get the thing comes right in your brain without yeah. even worrying about it. It's great, you know. But that's not like uh you know, to use like a a a, a, a term, you know, that might not really hit with that is but it's not sustainable. You know what I mean? It's just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like you can't expect that to happen all the time. So oh, yeah, sit down with definitely. your guitar and screw around, you know, sit down on the yeah, it is, it is, it is, it is a lot more work than just like waiting for something to yeah. happen. So yeah, definitely. And I also think like, you know, another thing, and this isn't like a songscapes episode where mm. we, where we're strictly talking about writing songs, but another thing that just came into my head is like the, something that's been really useful to me is if you're stuck on something with a guitar, if you're at your practice space mm. and, and like, even if you don't play drums, like if it's cool with your drummer, get behind the drum yeah. set for a second and screw around. Like something that you do that might not even like it might not be right it might not be what you were thinking of but it might unlock that other thing that yeah you you know that you couldn't get past it might do that like try something you're that's what they say in writing you know they say like if you write crime novels, don't read crime novels, read romance novels, yeah, you know, yeah. and, and et cetera. Yeah, so it's like, yeah, just expose yourself to something else, you know, and, and see if that, see if that happens. But, um, yeah. Um, so, you know, it sounds like, you know, tabs and, you know, maybe, um, like YouTube and, and, and stuff like that was the, the way to go for you. And yeah. you oh, described yeah. like your first bands, like, learning a lot of like covers um or yeah. at least one cover in particular yeah um, in particular yeah yeah um what so like in this first band what was it about like writing your own material versus like playing songs that you already knew did you feel like there was a some kind of barrier to entry like you like you're just like no, nah, we're not at the level where we can write our own songs or you didn't. Yeah. Yeah. It was probably, it was probably kind of that as well, but especially cause yeah, I was, I was learning off like tabs a lot and I want, but YouTube wasn't that big for me, especially, but like, um, guitar pro is to this day, it is a tool that I use a lot. Okay. And, um, but yeah, so it was, it was kind of that. I didn't think that myself or really anybody else in the, band at the time was really confident enough to kind of present their own material and kind of like hey i've got this idea and stuff and but at some point it did go kind of to the point that well we have we've been playing um this judas priest cover for quite a long time and we were probably talking about i don't know i can't even remember how many months but it would it, like six months easy that it was just like covers and stuff and and at some point it was just that well maybe we should try and write something and I just started writing weird stuff with Guitar Pro because you can program kind of like drums on that and you can like make the MIDI guitar and bass and stuff. And I could just fiddle about with with the guitar and like kind of write drum patterns as well and, you know, use that. But we really didn't get anywhere with that band, especially. Mm -hmm. it, was, it, it just fizzled out. It didn't work, work out at some point. And it was just because, well, we really couldn't play the stuff that kind of we wanted. Mm -hmm. So you were writing were, something with a computer that you couldn't quite match with, you know, well, the skills. It was, it was, it was, 
it was like partly that, but partly as well that because the tempo of the stuff we wanted to play okay. was like, I don't know, it's probably like 200 BPM or something. Okay, yeah. And like most of us had been playing for like, some had been playing longer and some had like, I can't remember how long a drum had been playing. But, you know, it was like, let's say 260, 250 was, was still doable. But like trying to shove blast beats or anything like that into the music, it kind of like, forced it and made it sound just horrible because we really couldn't do what we wanted mm-hmm. and um so yeah after that i had like quite a few years of not playing in any bands especially because a lot of my friends that i started hanging out with um they they weren't that interested in music it was i, I was just i was interested in like playing bass and I, I was at home and it was like cool and like i was the kind of in my group of friends at the time it was that like, i was the really the one that was quite into music but then when I was probably like eight, I don't know, 16, 17, I got into another band with some friends and we started playing covers again. And that kind of fizzled out again. But after that, I kind of found my first like more serious band where we were playing actually original material. And, and that was cool, even though it, the music wasn't really what I personally wanted to do. But it was just that, these are the people I know who play music. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm just going to go with that. And it was, and it was fun. It was actually fun. It was really nice composing your own stuff. And it kind of enabled me to start writing my own music. And, and at some point I, I went from playing bass to doing vocals and I could write, start writing lyrics and singing. And it was great. It was great. But, um, but yeah, after that, it just, I kind of got back with some with the friends I found when I was 16, 17, and we formed a band. It was supposed to be kind of, I don't know, we were kind of that we want to play like kind of hardcore-ish music, and we were like maybe, I don't know. Eventually it turned out it was a lot more like tragedy and kind of like neo-crusty stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that started off as let's make songs with three riffs, and that kind of evolved into before we disbanded into like we did songs that were like 15 minutes long and we were really really into like envy and all these kind of like like prog music was really big and you know but especially the previous band that disbanded we had that we played and i had well we formed that band in i don't know was it 2012 13 and we disbanded this year it was well because most of the band just lives around finland now and I've got kids and other people have got jobs and it was just getting really hard to rehearse and stuff. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, um, just just from playing covers to writing your own material and like being really inspired by just other people playing music and just finding great music in general, it just like propelled, especially at least myself and probably the people that I played the longest with in a band. So yeah, it was great. So did you go straight from these like 15 minute songs to like writing like minute long songs for the letter bombs or was there like some space in there? Um, well, we originally started the band I played with longest was a band called Kiova. It's mm-hmm. like in, in Finnish, Finnish is probably the only language that doesn't say that Kiev is Kiev, you know, the um, capital, the city. Oh, okay. Um, Say so it's Giova. That's okay. how you say it in Finnish. Okay. So um, we started that band out as it was kind of just like three minute 
three um i mean not three minute but like three riff songs that we just try and just play kind of the fastest and like what we thought was good at the time music and we were like listening to a lot of integrity and like tragedy and like finish finish bands like um end stand and stuff like that but then that kind of we kind of got bored with just trying to make really simple good sounding songs and we really got into like we just brought all the other stuff that we got into but actually I, i'd really i'd always wanted to play in a band that played really short songs and i i'd never really had like that chance before we formed letter bombs and like i can't remember was it two years ago probably yeah yeah that sounds about right yeah but yeah i'd never really even thought about it and and just know i just i really wanted to play like kind of something with really like really short intense songs with lots of blast beats and like pretty much that we could do anything with and that's what we came up with when we formed this band it was just me and Edu, guy who does vocals a vocalist i just told him that i'd i'd been like really into this kind of music and we were just like hey let's let's start a band and then we asked Yoshi who plays drums he's a really good friend of Edu's and they played in the band and he was like yeah and because we're, we're a remote band that me and Edu live in Oulu and then our drummer Yoshi lives in Tampere which is like southern Finland or more towards the south and then our bass player Robert lives in Dubaskula which is central Finland so it's everything is done remotely and it was just like we can like we could like write a lot of music that I've well I've mostly written the songs that we've done we've got some stuff that Yussi's written on with me as well and he's done his some his own tracks and our bass player Rob has done some of his own tracks but it's even though if I write like guitar like I write a song on guitar I have no idea what the outcome is going to be because I just let everybody do what they want and it's not like hey I really want this bit to sound like this but it's just like this is how I'd play this on just solely on guitar Yussi write drums for it Robert do your bass things and then we'd go and record vocals and we'd pretty much like come up with we'd got like r- lyrics ready but no idea how we're going to put them in song or anything sure and we just do that so so you don't like you don't do when you demo a song with the guitar you just do the guitar yeah. you don't do like a a, a a placeholder drum part or anything like no on... i do i i write most most pretty much 100 percent of the material i've done is on guitar pro uh-huh. And Yossi programs drums on, I don't know, I think he uses GarageBand or something. Mm-hmm. And then we kind of go off that. And then we record drums and then we record either bass or guitar. Our bass player, Robert, listens to what we've done and he like learns it by ear. Mm-hmm. And he does that. And then usually, I'd say, on most cases, Edo listens to the song when we go and record, either record the song or then he'd, or, he, or he's listened to it a bit previous to that but it being at the kind of the stage as it is that it's been recorded by the rest of the band that's awesome yeah i think it's uh it is, it is very fun it is very fun very cool and very effective it's brilliant i just love this band very much. Yeah. yeah uh we uh we've done things like uh so many different ways like sometimes it depends like sometimes i'll just send like the riffs or whatever but um yeah then there's other times when jason wants more specific 
liking. Yeah. So I'll demo the drums out like myself and, you know, they'll come okay. back to me a bit different. Uh, and then there's sometimes like Jason will just send me some drums. Like I'll like, we'll chat about it like on the phone or, yeah. or, or otherwise. And I, and I'll like, I'll tell him which parts of, other songs to rip off and uh, <laughs> and then we kind of yeah, yeah. no but it's it never comes out it never comes out like that i don't think like if i told you that like the 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 part that uh in one of the uh songs that we're working on for a new split with some yeah. band um right. if i told you that it was uh, you know based on the uh the second song off the you know um debut mars volta LP yeah. like you wouldn't because it just doesn't it doesn't track that way like it doesn't yeah. sound like it whatsoever like not yeah, even the drums but I was like okay like what we're gonna do is we're gonna like build up to this spot and then yeah. what we're gonna do there is like something like I want that to feel like this and like mm. and the beauty of that is like you know we aren't really trying to copy that um either either aesthetically or thematically mm. or however you want to put yeah. it but it's just like when you uh it's like what you're saying like when you get these drums back and they're they they they, they may have from you playing with someone yeah. for this long or whatever they, then you some of it you'll be like that's what i thought would happen and some of it would be so yeah. different that you're just like this whole new third thing happened and so oh yeah definitely uh, that is it's that is really big on, yeah it's great it's like because it usually kind of one of the issues i used to have especially with songwriting was that i kind of figure it all in my head and because I, I usually when you like it's probably with most people who write songs that you kind of form this entity of the song in your head and you're like the drums will go like this and the vocals would go there and the bass would probably be like this and it's and it's brilliant and it's really freeing that you can just write something give it to someone and then you get it back and be completely blown away with things that, yeah, this was this was kind of what I thought that he would do, but then there's like bits, or the whole song could be like something completely different than it was in your head. Yeah. And, and it's just brilliant, and I love that. And we've actually done, I've actually forgot, but we've done quite a few songs that it's been that Yusuf has gone to record drums. And it's like, hey, write three songs, like just do drums for them. Sure. And yeah. we, we actually did, and for the, like the first EP we did, Burn This Home After Reading, the last song on that was, Yossi went and recorded three songs and then he just sent me like a drum track and he was like, hey, I recorded this on the drums, write something on top of it. Mm -hmm. And it's like what pretty much what you said as well. And it's and it's great. I just and this is kind of and it's really freeing that you're not kind of overthinking stuff too much. Yeah. And and it kind of lets lets you go places where you wouldn't thought that, that you would have gone by yourself, that you actually need that extra push of someone just doing what they want and what they see is like fitting for that song and it's great.
Also, like you were saying, um, you know, when you have that experience of like you you sort of pattern out the whole song yourself, mm. then by the time you get to the recording, like you've played this song in your own mind like a hundred, two hundred times exactly mm. the same way, et cetera, et cetera. So when you get that yeah. back and it's changed, it it makes it fresh again to you. Oh yeah. In definitely. a way that's very exciting and brings that it brings that excitement like back to it that that you can Definitely. you know that i think that it's much easier to translate that to the recorded version of you know the final song than oh yeah like oh this is a song that we've been playing for two years and you know we love it it's got this special place yeah. but maybe there's just something that doesn't seem as fresh about it anymore you know yeah yeah, yeah definitely but yeah. yeah it's a it's a lot of fun yeah and it like you know i like it's like i was saying about like getting behind the drums it's like you know if you if you if you feel like you're stuck on something like definitely just try mm-hmm. writing something another way you know it doesn't always work yeah. it's yeah. fun at least you know definitely. um definitely yeah so you know you said you're that this is pretty much a remote remote band but i've yeah. i've heard you say um before that you know you have played together live like a, yes. a couple times yeah, yeah um what um what's that like what is this these distances that y'all have to travel to meet up uh what what does that equate to in like hours of travel time like how um, well, to make this happen like how far do people have to come like hour wise or whatever well if we rehearse in all where me and Ed live, mm-hmm. um, I think if because from Yuvaskula where Roper lives, it does that you, you can't take it like a direct train. That it takes longer to take the train than come on a bus. So uh-huh. usually they drive here with your seat, and I think it's like I'd say I'd probably say that it's like six hours. Oh wow, five to six hours. Yeah. yeah. That, and depending on do that, if me and Ed will decide to go, I think we, yeah, we've rehearsed in Tampere as well, um, which is where Yussi lives. We, we just take the train there and it's like, I think it's like five hours. Mm-hmm. Um, so we don't get really together that often, but we did like, we played shows um, this year, uh, this spring with um, Alas and Clairvoyance and like other great bands. And it was brilliant. And um, yeah, it was, it was, it's funny to see that even though we've we haven't like rehearsed that many times, it's prob it's really it's been probably I don't know three four times that we have like a weekend and we have like a couple of practices I think, and it's like that people that we we kind of somehow it just works really well that we play along together really well and it's like you can't really tell that oh we've just rehearsed a handful of times compared to like we probably played. I don't know how many shows have we played. I don't know. But compared to like the amount of rehearsals, it's it's very close to being yeah. that we've had more kind of more sh- uh, more shows than we've actually practiced as a band. Yeah. Yeah. And it but it but it somehow it just like we just get along really well and it works out really well when we play as well. Yeah. So it's it, yeah. That used to be that used to be the case. Well, it probably still is the case, but that was the way Plague Walker was too. It's like we never practiced. Yeah. We just we would have the songs. We'd show up. We'd record them. We'd have a show, 
we would I'd have the the set list on a CD mm-hmm. and we'd be in the car before the show oh, really? and I'd be tapping on the you know the fucking dash like and the guitar player would be like you know in the back seat doing air guitar uh, or whatever yeah, yeah. and um yeah that's how we practiced it was like we we didn't have a practice space where we would uh go to mm. the show or whatever so we'd like it'd be like you ready to practice people are like you guys going to go practice right now like oh we're going out in the car like <laughs> we're yeah. gonna go listen to the cd <laughs> you know um but yeah it's it's it, that's like one thing that's you know obviously like really helpful is like yeah you have that material to reflect on um so yeah. you kind of you know <clears throat> you've kind of you've you've pl- you've practiced the songs well enough to record them so it's mm. really just when you're playing live it's just about like uh getting getting a really good take first try you know kind of kind of yeah. mentality you know which is i guess that's all it ever boils down to but sometimes um for sure like people's uh people's energies just don't click like it just doesn't gel mm. but it doesn't sound like that's the way the way that you know the case no definitely also. for us it's definitely that when we get into a room it's kind of that we feed off each other yeah and it just makes it and it just we play like we play through the set that we figure out for the shows Mm-hmm. We play that once through, it's like, oh, we could do it better. Play it the second time, it's like, it's actually pretty good already. But then, like, the third time, it's like, how is this pretty much? We've been playing for about an hour and we're playing these already really well. That it's it's super, like, I don't know, it's, it's just amazes me. Yeah. Time after time that when we've done that, that it actually works out that well. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Um, so, you know, going back to like y'all's first times playing these shows or, or your, yeah. you know, your most recent shows. So in the last couple of years, you know, doing these remote recordings and stuff, y'all racked yeah. up a real like body count for like splits and stuff. And like, I yeah. know that y'all are trying to come for my title and whatnot, but, um, definitely, <laughs> uh, you will see. Um, but, uh, I mean, I still got some tricks up my sleeve, but, um, oh, I, I, like, I can believe that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'll just stop doing all my other projects and I'll just make all those songs as Coma Regalia, like I did in the yeah. beginning. And then but it'll. To be, but to be fair, like Coma is a huge inspiration for me, and like kind of the idea of having a gazillion splits is because just like thinking about the fact that how many great bands I've found through like Coma's catalog, <laughs> that is that was really inspiring to me, and that's something that I really do love doing. Yeah, like talking talking the guys into, even though they're kind of like. We've done quite a few splits now. Can we try can and do, do something the, else? Yeah, or can we do we, the LP? Yeah, yeah, and that's well, that's something that we've been kind of should have been. I think we kind of originally talked that we should start talking on LP or working on the LP about this summer, but we still haven't kind of got to it because there's always been like, hey, I, I kind of like talked to this band and they were really they kind of like the idea if we do something like a split and they're like, oh, okay, so you've done that again. Here <laughs> we are again. Like, yeah, but yeah. But it's, I mean, in a way, you know, in a way it's, uh, it's, you're just refining all your processes until you're ready to really yeah. lay down those 14 tracks or whatever it be. But, um, yeah, uh, you know, that's really kind of you to say. And like, yeah, for me, it was, it was, it was just, it was definitely about like, um, that sort of like community, like where you, where yeah. you just, you hear someone's sounds and you, and you relate to, uh, what they're saying. And, and you, you know, I, 
I I just want to, I just want this all to mean like more than it than it does. Like mm. and not to say that it doesn't mean a lot, but like I want to I just want music to be something that like uh, I I I I want I think that splits are such a cool way to for bands to be a part of each other's like, you know, to use oh, yeah. a corny word, like their, their legacy or their, their, mm, you definitely. know, and, and it's like, we, we did this thing to get together, you know, and sometimes like that transfers into like real world friendships where, you know, bands mm. get to tour together and that, that's so yeah. beautiful to me. Um, but, um, yeah, so like when you finally get out there and and play these first shows, like did do y'all have um I I like you know when y'all put something out, sometimes I don't always know like yeah. it's if this is a physical release or whatever. Sometimes it's like I I listen to the thing on Bandcamp and I don't I don't scroll through the pictures, you know. That can be yeah, yeah. uh so like at your first show, like what, what's the merch table look like? Like how many releases are you all like throwing out? Like, um, at these shows, you know, straight away. Um, well for the first shows we had, we, um, had a long sleeve that we did mm-hmm. and that pretty much sold out during those shows. Um, we, we tend to try and get, make physical copies of everything we release. Um, and for like for the tour, because especially we get so limited amounts of like stuff from the US. Yeah, and it's tricky. And it's, yeah, yeah, it is tricky. Yeah. So that um, we did only for like that you could only buy on the sh- from the shows. We did this like fifteen ta- uh, fifteen song comp, and we sold that. And we did like a CD version, which my wife did like watercolor, like pictures on for the cover. And, um, yeah, we had those. And then we had some of the stuff that we had. We had the split with Empathia. We had that. We had, like, I can't remember. Did we have, like, four or five copies of that? And then, like, we sold out the first EP. That sold out really quickly. And, you know, I can't remember what everything. I wonder what we had. We had the Empathia EP, at least, or the split. And there, then we had the one with Portrait. And yeah, they pretty much everything we've always had sold sells out really, really well. And we actually did pretty much sell everything out on on the first shows that we did. Now we got some, we got our first copies of the In Wolves Clothing Split, and I've been looking really forward to that. And um, yeah, we don't know. Let's see. We'll hopefully have some shows going on early next year. But um, more about those then when everything's kind of figured out and stuff but yeah yeah for sure um so you know there's one thing that i was gonna ask and and you know one time i i mentioned something like this to someone uh and uh it was quite a it was quite a they became quite defensive it was quite a point of contention like and they actually were they actually were were like 
you know what? You could suck my dick. And it was, it was really oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. But so, so the thing is there was a band, uh, back in the like mid nineties or whatever from Chicago yeah. called the letter bombs. Like, were you aware of this band? Like, I want to preface Actually, this by saying that I don't think that this kind of thing matters anymore. Like we're way yeah. past this. You cannot. No, actually like we did. We didn't know that. Cause um we were kind of fig- figuring out what we wanted to call the band. Okay. And um, originally, I think I suggested, because Converge have a song song called Love as Arson, I think it, I think it is. It's on, sounds, um, sounds right. Yeah. And that was something. And then I can't remember, was it that somebody said, that's too long? Or, and then it was like, let's just be letter bombs. I can't remember what it was. Okay. But... And then we were like, hey, our drummer checked and there wasn't a band camp or there wasn't a band called The Letter Bombs and you couldn't find it anywhere. And I and I, I found out later on that there was a band called The Letter Bombs. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't aware of that. And I doubt that anybody else was as well, but yeah. Yeah, they were um, in the back then, like they were, I mean, they were friends of friends, but they were on a label that released one of, um, well, they released like my first Screamo bands uh, okay, cool. uh, release, and uh, yeah, they were really cool. Um, but um, yeah, it's just like like I was saying, you know, I did preface this by saying that I I don't think that that kind of thing like matters anymore. I think it. I think there's instances where it could matter. Like you're not going to name mm. your band like the Mars Volta because that's yeah, or Led Zeppelin. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like something like I think there's differences, but these like mm. these terms like um, that are just like woven into society or whatever. It's like th- yeah. you, they they kind of deserve a pass. And like, I mean, the band I was talking about where somebody was like sucking my dick is uh, Standstill. Mm. And there's another Standstill now. Like there's oh, okay. a new Standstill, which is hilarious to me because like – we're just going to see this pattern now where it's like every five years there's this. And, and I mean, still like the span, the standstill from Spain. I mean, they are just, you know, just, they were so yeah. good. Um, but, uh, like, yeah, I just think it's cool. And I think that y'all should, uh, check them out and cover one of their songs for, for a comp, you know, next year or something, you know, like I'll, I'll suggest it. The guys. Yeah, check, check out, check out, you know, check out the letter bombs and turn one into one of their like uh, pop punk songs into a cool that screamo would, that song. That would actually be very funny. That, that would be, be that, that is actually a very good idea. It'd be I will, amazing. I will definitely suggest this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <coughs> oh, excuse me. I got, I got carried away with my own, um, my own bit there. Don't worry. <coughs> um, but yeah, um, you know, uh, like. With everything that's like going on and stuff, I know that probably um, there, like, it's hard to talk about stuff that's coming up because, you know, mm. um, records are taking like forever to get made and stuff. But um, mm. other than like, you know, how like other members of the band like want to start getting together uh, on a uh, on a full length, like, is mm. there anything else that y'all have coming up that you can like plug or talk about um yeah um we finished recording a kind of um well it's 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 eight songs but they're kind of interwoven to make one Mm -hmm. 
and we have that that it's going to be especially from our end it's going to be that we're going to donate all the money we make off it to charity mm -hmm. um because it's it kind of started off as for the shows we had like samples which were finnish poetry and our bass player robert did like the they this kind of like um some music to accompany it and um they're about domestic violence and and the um experience of that is is some uh, mutual friend of ours and we kind of our vocalist Eto got this idea that maybe we should do release around that kind of that idea and that we could try something really different and make it make it our own and that's what we've been doing now and um we just was it yesterday or the day before yesterday it, we sent it to um Will Killingsworth to be mastered so um well, looking really forward to that, and yeah, we're trying to figure out all the release things related to that um, release. But that's something that we've been looking really much forward to. Um, Damien from Sadness did some guest vocals on it, and that's really cool. And um, yeah, but that's that's something that we're cooking up now. Um, Album-wise, there's like songs and stuff, but we really haven't discussed it that much so let's see maybe maybe next year we might have some some um lp music at some point or a full length yeah awesome awesome um so uh b before we wrap up is there anything that we didn't talk about that we should talk about uh not really I mean, it's been it's been great chatting chatting with yeah, you. Yeah, likewise. So, um, yeah, likewise. no, not really. Nothing comes to mind. So okay. So where can people uh, fo follow the band and or you if if that's something that you're um, into? Yeah, um, you can follow us on Instagram. Uh, send me letter bombs is the Instagram kind of Nick, and um, you can find us on Bandcamp. Um, you can find our music and like the full splits. You can find um. Zegma Beach has put some out. Tomb Tree has put some out. Um, yeah, Illuminate My Heart has put, like, put the Empathia Split out. But, yeah, you can find us on Spotify. You can find us on Bandcamp. Um, yeah, hopefully see everyone at shows. Hopefully we, yeah, come. I'm looking really forward to some shows and stuff. So, yeah, hopefully see everyone there. And that was my conversation with Chris Livingstone. Thank you so much, Chris, for taking the time to chat with me. Get excited for the upcoming Grave Neighbors Volume 6 compilation coming from Middleman Records on Halloween. Also, go to patreon.com slash human machine and check out what I've been up to. Until next time, take care and do good things. <laughs>